Welcome to the Health Essentials Podcast, where today we're going to cover the ABCs of fruit. So we're going to chat about apples, bananas, cherries, and well, you get the picture. Uh, I'm John Horton, your host, and uh, for today, your produce shopping buddy. Uh, so here's the thing with fruit. Overall, it's pretty darn good for you. It's packed with all sorts of vitamins and nutrients. Uh, a lot of fruit is high in fiber, uh, which is definitely going to help your digestive process, uh, which is fancy talk for uh, pooping better. Uh, fruit is also low in fat and sodium, and it's cholesterol-free. So basically, it's packing a really strong nutritional resume. Uh, but that doesn't mean you, you can't overdo it when it comes to fruit and, and have too much of this good thing. Uh, fruit can be very high in sugar content, and too much sugar can be problematic in a number of ways. Plus, fruit finds its way to you in different forms, such as in juice or dried or, or, or in cans, uh, which changes the dynamics a bit when we're talking about those benefits. Uh, so what's good and, and what's better? Let's break it down with one of our favorite guests on the podcast, registered dietitian Bess Zeroni. She's among the many experts at Cleveland Clinic who pop into the podcast every week to share health advice that you can trust. Beth, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, I'm doing doing fabulous. So, um, Obviously, we're we're here today. We're talking about fruit. I want you to know I've already had three servings today. I had a banana, I had some strawberries, and I had an apple. So I, I already feel like I'm doing uh, I'm doing pretty well. You are um, more than halfway there. So well done. Uh, I, so I have, I, I have more work to do? Well, you know, we want to have five servings of vegetables and fruit today. So you've got your fruit in. And so we'll talk that maybe next time about getting in those veggies. Uh, well, we'll we'll try. I'm 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 a work in progress, as we have talked about uh, many times. We so, all are. Um, <laughs> it's, so it's okay. It's okay. Um, well, let's. Talk, why is, is fruit such a, such a key part uh, of a good diet? You know, fruit is such an important part because it has so many health benefits. You know, you, we're talking about having fiber. We're talking about having antioxidants, which, you know, when we're looking at a variety of the different colors actually have their own antioxidants associated. So there's specific ones for reds and for purples and for blues. Wow. I did not realize that. So we, we can color code our shopping. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's really important that when we're looking at that, you know, we talk about tasting and eating that rainbow. That's really what we're talking about. We're not just limiting yourself to one color of whether fruits or vegetables, really having that good variety. So that way, it fills in the gaps for everything. You don't have to worry about um, getting it enough if you have that good variety. Yeah, yeah. Eating the rainbow, I like that. So um, let, let's start. So what you eat reds, what, what are you going to get? So you're going to get all different kinds of these antioxidants, these erythrocyacins, which is a really big, long name. Um, but really <laughs> what we're finding is that, you know, these individual antioxidants really have um, – anti-cancer causing properties, they decrease inflammation, they decrease free radicals. So when we're looking at that overall, that should be a reason why you kind of increase that amount of uh, fruits in your day for other health benefits as well, not just because they taste good. So that was the reds. What about uh, blues? I take it that's another big one. It's a pretty big one and they're all pretty much similar. Um, I'd have to sit there <laughs> spell it out for you. But yeah, they all have their own individual specific, but just know, you know, don't go to the grocery store and think, okay, but this one has this one and this one has this one. Just kind of get a good variety and have a couple different colors every day. All right. Get the rainbow. So that's right. 
All right. Uh, let's start. So we were talking about sugars in fruit. And obviously, there are some that are, that are really high. Um, I mean, there's a reason why they call fruit nature's candy, I, I, I guess. So um, what are the, the fruits that, that you're going to pick up that are really high in sugar? And you might want to watch how much you, you put down. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, going in, I don't want anyone to fear the sugar that's contained in fruit because it is natural sugar. So the body does process it differently than it would cookies and cakes and pies and that type of thing. But you're absolutely right. Certain fruits, depending on where they're cultivated, where they're grown, are going to have a different sugar content. So typically the tropical fruits, so your bananas, your mangoes, your guavas, those are going to have more uh, sugar per serving than something that would be like a stone fruit apricots, peaches, or even our good old apples and pears. So really looking at those and kind of knowing what will that do to your blood sugars? Are there any other health conditions that you have? To, so that way you can uh, cut down on the portion size so that it doesn't affect you negatively. Yeah. So bananas are that high in sugar? Because that's just, that is not what I would consider uh, like a sweet fruit. Yeah, bananas actually, and depending on how ripe it is, is actually going to end up changing how much sugar is in well. So if you don't like them as sweet, you're going to have them more on the green side. And if you do want them, because they actually will end up um, advancing and, and creating more sugar. And this is why it goes from that green to that yellow to then the brown spots, because that sugar is actually developing more as it ripens. And so knowing that, but also knowing the portion size, right? So if you're getting little small bananas, of course, that's going to be better for you than if you have this huge gigantic one that you would almost have to consider that to be two uh, servings. Wow. Okay. Boy, see, that's just, that's sneaky sugar. Uh, Cause I just do not think of bananas as the sweetest of fruits. Um, let's talk too about, um, I guess, how the fruit, how, how you eat it. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, dried fruit's a big thing. And, and so there, when that happens, are, are there some concerns uh, as far as what you're really getting? Yeah. So you're getting concentrated sugar. So if you're, if, you know, let's, let's take an example of grapes versus raisins, right? So if you have a handful of grapes, 15 grapes, that's going to have more fluid. Um, so it's going to keep you fuller longer and it's going to take a little bit longer to eat those 15 grapes, have 15 raisins. You can pop all those in a handful and just, you know, take them down and you can end up eating more because you're not getting that satiety. You're not getting that mouthfeel. You're not taking your time. So when we're looking at dried fruit, it has its place, but we really need to be mindful because you really can end up overdoing the portion size and getting in extra sugar. Yeah. So don't assume that's the same as eating just, just natural like, raw fruit. Right. Whole fruit is always going to be your best option if you have it. Okay. What about when, uh, I mean, you know, so many people will grab uh, the cans of fruit. I mean, they're, you know, they're easy. You can keep them in the cabinet for a long time. Um, what are the kind of, what, what do you need to watch for with that? So added sugar is always something um, that we look for. So when we're looking at canned fruit, whether it's in like the little plastic cups, if it's in the cans, look for it in its own juice. If it's in heavy syrup, you know, certainly if you you know, made an error and you bought it, you know, take it home when you're ready to use and rinse off the extra syrup. You're going to, you know, save some calories that way, but really look for it in its own juice. Um, the other thing too, is if we're looking at frozen fruit, which a lot of times people will get if they want to make, you know, morning smoothies, making sure that it doesn't have any added sugar that's coated um, in that frozen fruit, that it's just whole natural fruit and nothing added to it. I did not realize that they coat some of that frozen uh, frozen fruit with sugar. Yeah, it makes it taste better. 
oh man. And, and that's, you know, here I think, and that's the thing you think you're being healthy with a lot of these things. Cause you know, you're getting, oh, it's fruit, but they add all these extra things on the side when you're buying this kind of prepackaged stuff. Well, and the thing too is when, not that I discourage smoothies and and that type of thing, but I think really looking at how much fruit you're putting in those, because once you start breaking that down and blenderizing it, you're losing the fiber and that's really what's going to help keep you full and it's going to help stabilize that blood sugars too. So knowing what form of fruit um, you're consuming too is going to be really important. Yeah. Yeah. So you had mentioned the fruits that were higher in sugar were a lot of the tropical fruits. Um, what, would, would grapes fall in there? I know you mentioned it with raisins, but I, grapes on their own are pretty sugary, aren't they? Grapes can be, but again, it's all about portion size. So really knowing what that portion is and not eating the whole bag or the whole bunch, but really kind of knowing what that portion size is. Okay. All right. Um, so as long as we're talking about fruit too and its different forms, um, let's talk about juice. Um, I think everyone looks at 100% fruit juice and you go, wow, this has got to be really healthy for me. Um, is it that good for you? Unfortunately, it's not. And, you know, a lot of times when we're looking at sugar and we can look at actually the same amount of sugar in juice could be equivalent to the same amount that you would have in a soda. Right. And so a lot of times people are saying, well, I'm not, I don't, I don't drink, you know, sugar laden beverages. I don't have pop, but I drink, you know, a couple of glasses of, of orange juice in the morning. And so they're uh, going to be equivalent. So when we're looking at, at those types of things, um, it, it, it can be comparable. Um, and again, when you you can drink, so if we're thinking about um, an orange, right. And it's, again, it's going to have your fiber. It's going to take time for you to eat. If you were to squeeze that orange, you're going to get about this much juice, right? So if you want to actually have a glass, you're thinking probably five, six oranges worth of juice for a glass versus having that piece of whole orange. And so the calorie distribution is going to be a lot different. I guess I never thought about how many oranges I would have to squeeze to get that one little glass of juice. It kind of puts it in perspective a little bit as to uh, how much you're getting. You have never had fresh orange uh, juice on a Christmas morning when everybody's trying to open up presents and you're trying to be the good mom making this orange juice and you're there for 30 minutes with like nothing. I'm impressed that you're squeezing out orange juice for everybody. That is uh, that is hardcore. <laughs> Only on Christmas. That's it. All right. Well, Beth, we always like this. We, we love your advice so much. So what would be the go-to list of fruits uh, that, that you would suggest people uh, people have? So I always say shop in season. That will always be across the board because when it's in season, it's going to have the most nutrition. If you have something that's out of season, it's going to be, you know, traveling across the country, losing its nutrition as it's sitting there. So, you know, looking at when things are going to be in season. So in the summertime, you're looking at berries, you're looking at cherries, you're looking at apricots. In the fall season, we're looking at um pumpkin base and we're looking at apples and pears. Um, and then of course in the cooler, you know, months we're looking at oranges and, and those types of things. So really looking in the season, but if overall, if you didn't, if you had your choice across anything and you're like, what is going to be the best? I always go for berries. I think berries are going to be the best choice. They're going to be the, the lowest in sugar, but they're also going to be the highest in fiber. And those are always two things that I'm looking for when we're looking at fruits, because again, we want to stabilize the blood sugars. We want to keep you fuller longer. And then you're still getting all the benefits of all those antioxidants and those you know, vitamins that you're getting from the fruit. All right. So berries, I mean, we're talking, I don't know if you, if you, you rank them or whatever, I take it blueberries, um, 
blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, raspberries. Yeah. Any of those, because again, they have those, um, the berries are going to be on the outside of, you know, the skin. And so that's going to give you that fiber, but again, it's going to be low in sugar and that's really what we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So berries are the way to go. Berries are the number one. And then, like I said, if you go through apples and pears, because they're always available and those are always going to be um, a good choice because again, they're going to have the fiber from the skin. Um, pears have a little bit more fiber in them in the flesh, um, but they're readily available and they come in nice sizes. So you can really portion them out a little bit easier. Well, it's just handheld. That's always kind of nice too. Fruit comes in its own packaging. So exactly. uh, <laughs> makes makes it easy to toss in a lunch. Absolutely. You know? So, um, so, you know, I know like in some of this, we've talked about uh, concerns with fruit. And I think you mentioned at the start, like you don't want to, to tell people like, you know, oh, watch out with eating it. I mean, it sounds like you need to be cognizant of how much you're putting in with the sugar. But I, I'm assuming the bigger problem is that people are not eating enough fruit as opposed to eating too much. Yeah. I don't think that there's too many people that are coming to see us in, in healthcare to say, um, I'm overdosing right? On apples. Um, I think that really knowing that it's all about balance. You know, we do want five servings of fruits and vegetables a day, and we're looking at a half a cup of, you know, canned and a, and a piece of fruit is, is one. I don't think that it's going to be um, that difficult. If you don't like to just eat fruit by itself, you know, adding it to other things can be important. Adding it to smoothies, adding it to cereals, adding it to muffins. There's lots of opportunities to add it to things that you already like to get you to the point that you're getting more fruit into the diet. Yeah. And is fruit also, because I mean, it is so easy to eat and, and kind of pack and, and pop out at different times. Is it one of those things you can use to kind of bridge through your day? Because I know people are prone to snacking and, and things like that. I mean, I, I take it fruit is the ideal thing to kind of carry you through. Yeah, I think fruit's always going to be a really good option because, again, a lot of times we're just needing something to kind of carry us over. So you don't want anything too heavy. Um, you don't want anything with like a lot of salt. It's going to make you thirstier. You don't certainly don't want some sort of junk food because that's going to spike your blood sugar and then make you crash and then you'll be hungrier um, for that next meal. So fruit's always going to be a good option. And then certainly if you have, you know, the opportunity to pair it with some sort of protein. So, you know, yogurt, or peanut butter, cheese, that type of thing, that's going to make it a little bit more of a mixed meal. And that's going to keep you fuller a little bit longer. Great, great advice as always, Beth. So um, anything that we missed? No, I think that it's just really important. Again, I'm always about being adventurous. Try, you know, go to the grocery store, find something new that you've never tried before um, and try it out and see, you might, you might just like it, you know? All right. Well, let's, on that note, what would be the, um, the one wild fruit, you know, the, the exotic fruit that nobody really has that you would recommend? Like, you've got to try this. Star fruit. Star fruit. Star what fruit. is it? So it's, it's one of the tropical fruits, but it literally looks like some sort of sea anemone. And um, you just cut it um, on the bias and it comes out looking like a star. And, there, and it's very similar. I, I feel like it's a cross between a strawberry and a kiwi. So it's very wow. sweet. There's no internal seeds. It's great on our charcuterie board. Very impressive. Um, but it's something that I think the, and the kids will like it because it's fun. Yeah. You know, it's fun. But I think that that's one I, I, that the kids really, really like. Um, when they were little and I would make them try a new fruit every week. That was always a winner. 
Uh, one of the perks of having a mom as a dietitian or a dietitian as a mom, I guess. <laughs> There's not always some good times, but you know, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've given me something to add to my shopping list and uh, I appreciate you coming back on the podcast with us. So glad to be here. All right. Until next time, Beth. Thank you. Hopefully what we talked about today will help you the next time you're rolling a cart through the produce aisle. As for me, I've got an apple with my name on it in my kitchen. Till next time, be well. Thank you for listening to Health Essentials, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit clevelandclinic.org slash H-E podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician.